Hello, welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I am really excited today because I have Caitlin Crosby from The Giving Keys as a guest today. So welcome, Caitlin. Um, funny story, but I actually first met Caitlin. I don't know. Do you remember? It was yeah. a bachelorette viewing party <laughs> in so like 2013. Funny. So that was, oh gosh, so long ago. But you guys were so kind, and that's actually where I was first introduced to the giving keys because you you gifted me a few keys um, yeah. of the necklaces, and from there I was just so in awe of what you were doing because at, even at that, ever since I was little, I've always had a heart for the homeless, yeah. and I was like, wow, like that's so cool, like what they're doing, and just by doing it, do you know what I mean? Like I think for me too, it was I was inspired because you just did it. You know, it's not like (laughs) you don't need all of these things in order to just start something. So yeah, you recently wrote your book, You Are the Key. And I really can't wait to dive more into that. But first, first, I would love to give listeners a little bit of a background of what the Giving Keys is, because obviously I know what it is, but some people may not know and they really need to. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a, that was a really funny night. That was definitely a season of time where I was so obsessed with spreading the giving keys that I would just like stalked everybody and just like attacked <laughs> everybody and just put them on everyone that was influential. Like, it's so good day, though. Oh my gosh. The other day, I or not the other day because we're quarantined, but like a few months ago, I was um, somewhere and do you know, you know, Lauren, she was from the Hills, Lauren yes. Conrad? Yes, or, of course. She has that thing called the Little Market with yes. this girl Hannah. Love the Little Market. I was just on the Little Market, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, I love it. Um, so when I first started giving keys, and I was in my car with the first couple that I had hired that were experiencing homelessness, and they were living in a dumpster, and we were selling keys at the Fairfax Flea Market. Anyway, I saw uh, I saw Lauren Conrad, and I literally almost ran her over. I like. <laughs> took my car and at that time she was like the biggest thing oh the biggest for sure and um and I literally almost ran her over and I got out of my car and like probably got into 12 car almost like (laughs) could have gotten into all these car accidents and she like like set back like I scared her because I was gonna hit her like you were gonna attack (laughs) and uh but yeah, I was like, here, here are the giving keys um we employ people that are trying to transition of homelessness and she's like thanks thanks I was like hey bye and then I like ran away and it was, and I was mortified. So anyway, so a few months ago, I ran into her business partner, Hannah from the little market. And she was like, I remember you. I remember 10 years ago, you came out of your car. And I always tell people like, wow, that's what it takes. It takes you to kind of be a little, a little, a little bold, to, like, really bold make it you know? Happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, happen. most so people like, wouldn't oh, do God. that. They would just be shy and timid and <laughs> I mean, that's so important though. And if you want to, you're passionate about it, you want to get it out to the world. So how did it, um, you first get inspired to act, to etch the words onto keys? Because yeah, I mean, that's the most important thing. So when I, I grew up doing entertainment, I was doing acting and music and I did this horrible movie with Brie Larson <laughs> over, over a decade ago. And um, we started a website called loveyourflaws.com about body image issues. Um, because good. they cut they cut out our faces and glued them on other people's bodies. No, they didn't. Um, well, they mm. were like fake, yeah, like imaginary bodies of like what women should look like, quote unquote. And I and so we, we were kind of like, well, that's messed up. You couldn't even kind of like airbrush our bodies. You just had to cut off our faces wow. and put them on other people's bodies. So we started a website, Love Your Flaws. And 
went around and took pictures of people holding up signs that said things like, my cellulite is sexy, my my acne is beautiful, cankles oh, are I love black. That. And um, and then so when then I went, when I was doing music, I was touring, and my first album was called Flaws. Um, this was in two thousand eight, and oh, I love uh, it. it was like, <laughs> and I had a song called Imperfect is the New Perfect. So it was really like a way to give myself therapy about growing up in LA. And so then I was in New York on on tour, passing through, and the hotel room key was cool. I put it around my necklace, got compliments on it. When I was at a locksmith one day, the person in front of me got numbers engraved, and I said, "Oh, do you have letters? Can you engrave Love Your Flaws on this key?" So he did. And then um, I saw all these old used keys on the side, and I said, "Oh, while you're at it, can you engrave Hope, Faith, Love, Dream, Believe?" Yeah. <laughs> so then I started taking my cuticle clippers and tweezers and started making jewelry out of them and sold them at so a merchandise table. Good. Love that. And then they started, yeah, they started selling out more than my CDs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't it funny how things just work out when it's like meant to, you know? Exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. So how did etching the keys turn into a mission to help the homeless in LA? Yeah. So then little by little came up with this whole pay it forward concept, like get the word that you need, embrace the word you need, your own life but then pass it on to someone you need it who you feel needs it more than you and people started writing me on myspace at the time and uh, people would write like you know i just gave my key away to someone who's about to commit suicide i just gave my key away to someone who has an eating disorder it's going through a divorce or whatever so i was constantly crying reading all these stories so i was like i need to make a website store all these stories and i want the money to go to some sort of yeah. charity and i waited for the missing link for like a year and then i met this young couple they were holding up a sign. I was walking on Hollywood Boulevard. I was leaving church and they were playing that in one of those invisible children documentaries. Oh, and I left bawling and I was like, God, what else can I do to help people? I want to, <laughs> you know, and like, it was like a scene from a movie. It was raining and I was supposed to go to acting class that night. And I saw this young couple and they were drenched on the street holding and hungry. So I went up to them and was like, what's your story? Why does your son say that? Are you hungry? Yada, yada, yada. I was like, wait, I should just take you guys to dinner. So I took them to dinner. I oh, wasn't thinking you're about, so sweet. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the giving keys at all. And then like in an hour into dinner, the girl said she liked making jewelry. And that's when I had my aha moment. Oh my gosh. It, see, I love moments like that though too. Cause it's like, what if God put those people on the corner for you to help? And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just feel like there's yeah. so much goodness that can come if we're aware of what we're doing too, though, you know, like yeah. aware of these moments and able to take action to really see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That. So did she start working for you? Yeah. So then Sarah and Rob, I started, I went to the locksmith and bought the engraving equipment and went to Pet Boys, bought some hammers. I started paying them to make the keys and engrave them. They would make them on the street and I would just pick them up and mail them out. And then I started paying them to mail them out and then hustled and started getting them into stores. And then little by little, they started saving up enough money to stay in a motel. And when I met them, they lived in a dumpster in a cardboard box and then they saved up and then they started staying in uh, in an apartment. And then now fast forward, we've been able to employ over 130 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness. So wow. That deserves an applause. That's incredible. <laughs> and that's not even what you first intended it to be, but it turned into such a passionate yeah. mission. That's so great. Yeah. So incredible. Mm-hmm. So is the mission yeah. still going forward? You know, with yeah, so, you know, changed a lot so, of things. 
Yeah, so we had to temporarily shut down because of all of that, but um, we should be up and running hopefully within this week. Um, so by the time this airs, maybe we will all yeah. already be like going. You probably um, will be. At least, yeah. yeah, at least selling the things that we already have in stock. And so right now I've just been focusing on my book and like promoting that and working on a second book and, and. Oh, wow. And yeah, working on a second book. <laughs> You're busy. Yeah. Oh and God. having no childcare with two kids. and Oh um, my and goodness. How do you even do it? Well, I wanted to know, because coming from also a business side, I am, um, I'm always inspired by businesses, like in general, just because it's hard as startups. It's hard as anyone who has a dream, but like not sure where to begin. And so that's why I love how giving trees turn into a full fledged business. Because if you do have a passion and you have a mission, like you have to be prepared for what it can turn into. Mm-hmm. So like how did giving keys when it turned into a business, how did that impact you? And like, as being, having to be a leader and having to be, you know, be a boss and like, how did that change your role? You know? Yeah. Oh, I talk a lot about that in the book, just talking about how I never really wanted, I'm so a creative, like, you know, you were saying earlier, you're a creative, I'm a creative, like I love coming up with ideas and designing, like right now today at 11, I have a call with all of our employees that we are hiring back today, or some of them that we're hiring back today and having to figure out like an organizational, like, way to operate around the mandate and it literally makes my brain want to explode like it gives me so much anxiety because my brain does not think that way and I talk chapter eight is called girl boss in the ER it's just okay I'm gonna need that I'm gonna bookmark it (laughs) (laughs) it's like a whole chapter about you know people think like oh you're so lucky you have your own business you can make your own hours and not you know that's the misconception though and I'm like it's a lot of work I'm like yeah, it's like, no, you don't see me like in the ER because I feel like I'm having heart pains. I'm going to have a heart attack. You don't see me in my, in my son's crib. And he's like, mommy, mommy, play with me. And I'm like, hold on. I need to do this email. Oh my gosh. So-and-so. And you don't see like someone showing up to the office with a gun. You don't see people oh. like serving papers at my house because like an old printing company that someone didn't pay an invoice to me personally. Like no one sees all of the things behind the scenes that happens when you run a company okay I want to think cool but let me just warn you what it's gonna come with <laughs> yeah I mean oh it's just so that's why I love giving insight into that because yes people you know you have a dream you have a purpose or you feel like there's this urge that you want to do but you got to be prepared for the work that it takes you yeah. know I mean but he equips us you know God equips us with what we need in order to fulfill those purposes but like what did you learn most about yourself having to lead with like intention and having to manage those type of things I think that's what's hardest too like we were just talking before this is about how we both can feel overwhelmed because we (laughs) because we do it to ourselves with the workload Mm -hmm. and with everything else about owning a business but like how how does that impact you and how do you kind of lead with intention? I think that's always, yeah. that's I'm always a, that's a good question. I think it's something that I am on the journey of figuring out right now. And something that I've just been discovering is this, that there's different seasons for different, different intentions. Like for instance, there was a season where it was like, Caitlin, you need to delegate. You need to let go of these things that you have been doing all by yourself and de- delegate to other people that know how to do them better and let go of control and that was hard, but now that actually seems like a dream. And right now, because I haven't, I haven't had any employees, and we had to 
downsides and everything that's happening in the world, then I actually have been having to do everything myself. And it's been so overwhelming where I'm like, I, I, so the, my new intention is telling myself, I am capable of doing this because for so long I was telling myself, I was so used to having other people do things like Dropbox, Google Sheets, analytics, passwords, <laughs> mailing, yeah. insurance, health insurance. Oh my gosh, like everyone's got employment. Packages are being mailed in my house and I'm like, I haven't even signed up for mine and now I have to do all these other oh, people. No. I don't so I think it's like telling yourself, I am capable of doing this because there was a time where I was like, I, I'm not capable of doing this. <laughs> like, no, you know what? I am. Like, I, I can do it. I have the strength within myself to do it. Um, and then now it's about, I think, hopefully finding that balance of like, okay, I can handle this. Like I am equipped and I will delegate as much as I possibly can. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I am. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so true. I think in the beginning too, when you start something, you want control over it. And then you have to learn to let go a little bit and trust others to be able to help because you don't want to be completely overwhelmed. That's not what we're, you know, we're not meant to carry it all on our shoulders. So I think that's so important and so good. So good to hear. I just love everything that you've done. And I'm really excited to dive too into like the book. And I love hearing more about how the imperfections has, that's what your focus is on leading to purpose. I struggled with when I was in my twenties and you know, when I was broke in LA, (laughs) I felt like I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the money. I didn't have anything in order to fulfill like what I felt my dream was, which is like designing. I didn't have, I didn't even have like a working computer. So it was really disheartening, but that's why I love you talk about how your imperfections are the key to purpose. And so I want you to, if you don't mind just expanding on that a little bit, because I think that's so important for people to hear that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have a business plan. Even you, you really just need yourself. You need your capabilities and your skills set that, you know, it's God given and just be able to start there in order to really work towards your purpose. You know, it's not going to happen just overnight, but I don't know. I just really love that you say that about how your imperfections are the key to purpose. I think it's twofold. I think on one hand, like I'll, I'll talk on one hand, I'll talk about like the more, the deeper, uh, beneath the surface, um, imperfections that can lead to your purpose. And then on the other hand, talking about the more tactical things that you can just do, we'll start with that. So I think everybody, you know, there's plenty of things in this world to get passionate about. There's plenty of injustices in the world. And if you want to start something, whether it's a business or a give back brand or a movement or whatever, or be a stay at home mom, whatever it is, like you can do that thing. Like so many people think like, Oh, I need to go to college or I need to understand spreadsheets or I need to understand this. It's like, no, I, I literally started a really successful company with I made everything with like a sharpie marker and I was like all you really need to do is do a quick trip to Walgreens and you're totally. good to go like you have I like I literally made business cards with I, I wrote it out and then had someone at Kinko's help me scan it and that was my so business cute. card because I, I can't I didn't even know how to do any of that and then um yeah I, I was making jewelry with my cuticle clippers and tweezers didn't even have budget <laughs> for a prior like actual jewelry supplies and didn't know what I was doing got like you know, got into our first store. I was a barista at Fred Siegel in high school. So I kind of knew the buyer because I made her lattes. So, um, and you know, so it's like the dream to get into Fred Siegel, which is the most popular. So swanky. So swanky. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, Oh, I would wear them in hopes that she would notice them, the buyer. And, um, and one day she's like, Oh, what, what's your wholesale price? We should sell these here. Those are (gasps) fabulous. 
And I was like, so I don't good. even know what that means. So whatever you want to sell them for is fine. And like, you could just make it work with whatever you have. And I think people want to help you, especially because I don't know what I'm doing. People want to help you. So you can start with whatever dream or vision you have. I, you know, if you, if, whether it's like, let's say it is a give back, a, a charity or something that you want to start or a nonprofit or whatever. You have a birthday, right? So give away your birthday. Tell everyone, you know, you know, instead of giving me a present, let's give money to blank and we'll start a GoFundMe or, um, or maybe it's something that you personally struggle with on the inside. Like one of my friends has dealt a lot with, you know, struggled with infertility for a long time and she is turning her pain into her purpose. Like taking, you know, she's starting something called You Will Mother. And she was so oh, far, she just has an Instagram. I love that so much. Yeah. And it's just an Instagram so far, but she's po- posting inspirational stories that, that help her and help other people that struggle with it. So, so that's one side. But then on the other side, like I, a lot in the book, I talk about imperfections. Like I had a lot of um, kind of feminine, femininity health issues growing up and where I had a, um, it feels so vulnerable to talk yeah, about it too. on a podcast. It's so much easier to write when no one's looking at you. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but I had a, um, a deformity and I actually only had one breast. And then the other one, I ended up having all these surgeries. So I've had like four or five different surgeries and they've all just gone wrong. And so basically a lot of, a lot of the book, you know, and I'm sure not a lot of people have dealt with that exact same thing, but I think a lot of women struggle with body image issues for so many different reasons. So a lot of the stories that kind of woven throughout the book is learning to live with our scars and our imperfections and using those things as like a roadmap, like I, now I've learned because I ended the book with going to a, an amazing therapy session and really getting so much wisdom and so many nuggets that I know it's going to help so many people. And I, I made this note, I'll read it to you here, which oh, nice. says, um, my new scars make me a unique, powerful warrior filled with new depth and inspiration. My new scars make me a unique, powerful warrior filled with new depth and inspiration. Oh, I so love those, that. Yeah. So much. Those, so good. Those things are for you guys, like turning those things into your story. That is so good. That's like what people, people need. And what I was saying too, is like, I love when you said they feel alone, they feel like there's no hope, there's no future, but you really, if you can look deeper and find the purpose within the pain, I think that's so so, so, so important, you know, starting anything, whether that's becoming a mother or whatnot, like from that comparison is really one of the things that keep us from that as well, because we create like self-doubt when we're insecure about anything. So when we're like, oh, well, this person had a business plan, this person has an MBA, this person does all of these things. Like, how am I supposed to do what I'm called to do when I feel so small, your whole book is going to be so inspirational for so many people to really see past imperfections, whether that's internal or external, yeah. you know, and really be. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, it's one of my favorite quotes that um, comparison is a thief of all joy. And I do talk a lot about that in the book too. My dad manages actors and he, when I was in my most formative years, he managed Charlize Theron. <laughs> Um, just kill me now. <laughs> oh, so my whole life I was like trying to be as everything as her. And I was always comparing myself like taller, skinnier, prettier, more successful. And literally one of my favorite lines in the book is, it's not really my favorite line in the book, but it just makes me laugh 
was that I was saying when she was winning her Academy Award for Best Actress, I was still auditioning for Taco Bell commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so... Oh, it's just like, finally, there's a chapter called Make Yourself Proud. And it's all about, you know what, I'm done trying to make everyone else proud and compare myself with all these other people. But let's try to make our own selves proud. What am I called to do? Maybe I'm not supposed to be Charlize. (laughs) No, not maybe I'm not. She's supposed to be herself. I'm supposed to be me. So if we compare ourselves to anyone, we're going to just be miserable all the time. Oh, I know. Take, uh, yeah. (laughs) Well, especially with social media, I swear, like, thank God we didn't really grow up with it. You know, it started probably towards like 2012, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that has just shaped, I think how women in general, I mean, even myself, like with the podcast or with business, it's like, if I see other people doing it, maybe even better, I'm like, Ooh, like, should I even do it? Or like, am I good enough? And so I think that's just questions we always ask ourselves, no matter what age you are, no matter what vocation you're in. It's like, we always are like, well, am I good enough? And that's, I mean, that's really just believing in ourselves and starting where we're at. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And like following, I love following our pisometer um, and following <laughs> yes. the thing, like our, our gut, like if our gut is like, no, it's not time for that yet, then that's, that's okay too. But maybe it's like letting yourself slow down and listen to your heart, your gut, God, the spirit, like Holy Spirit leading you to, you know, like this is the time. No, like this is the time to sew into this or to start this project. Or maybe it's, maybe they're saying it's saying not, not yet. Yeah. So, Did yeah. you ever experience that within giving keys? Because same for myself. Um, I talk about it a lot in the podcast, but peace for me is when I know that I'm making a right decision. And after the show, I was just overwhelmed with too many open doors, too many projects. And I allowed that in and I was saying yes to everything. Yes to this. Yes to that without seek like without asking first like god like is this right or really Mm -hmm. feeling within my soul if it was right but now after being a mama and like really taking the time to seek my heart and my soul like I know that every decision I'm making I have to feel at peace like so I love the peace of meter because you really do need a Mm -hmm. sense of peace when you're making those big decisions because you're a mama to two Mm -hmm. love and brave which I absolutely love their names they're like (laughs) the best things ever but um, how do you take all of that, what you've learned into motherhood? Because I think that's also really important for any mamas listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's such a daily uh, gift and battle. <laughs> like, I've never in my life felt so much love, like exploding love, like the most joy, the most love ever. Um, but there really is so many opportunities also to fail and learn and and you know, expectations that I would have for myself. Like I wish that I had more patience and, or I wish that I didn't lose my temper when brave, you know, gets uh, defiant or is hurting the little sister. That's like been a new thing is that he, the way he, the older one just like constantly tries to hurt the younger one. And I get so angry and so mad and I'm like, Caitlin, come on. And so I've been trying to, uh, right now called uh, no drama discipline. Oh yeah, um, I've read I, that too. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Around uh, around like toddler age with my oldest, I was like, "How yes. do I do this without like <laughs> I don't know?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm basically in this phase right now where I'm like, I just need some help. <laughs> so I can't, I can't figure it out. Like my husband and I would, you know, do things differently, and we that's not 
good because then we were kind of fighting in front of in front of them and that's not good and yeah so I think just like asking for help reading whether it's podcast someone gave me this tip I did some other like mom mom podcast the other day and she said oh you should listen to so-and-so I don't even remember who she said but she said what I do is oh well what what am I going to read read this and she's like well it's like one ear pod and just you can be like coloring with your kid or like playing hide and seek or whatever and just have one ear pod in and just like be listening to a parenting podcast on one of them so you're getting wisdom that's true that's (laughs) actually really true that's a good point because I definitely don't take time (laughs) I mean like I don't know I don't know how how people even find time to read or even listen to an audiobook because yeah by the time I get the kids to bed I'm tired (laughs) yeah totally and now when we don't, there's like no school or childcare being quarantined. Yeah. My nanny just wrote yesterday. We haven't seen her in a couple of months. And she just wrote yesterday. She said, Hey, I'd be willing to come back a little bit like part-time if you guys need any extra help. And I didn't write her back yet because I'm torn because I, I want to stay safe and I want her to stay safe and I want the kids to stay safe. But I'm like, it's physically impossible to get done everything we need to get done. And so I tell myself at the end of the day, I'll put them down 8 PM then I'll work on blah, blah, blah. And I literally at 8pm, I'm like, I can't move. I can't think. (laughs) I can't talk. I can't function. That's so, so me too. I'll be like, (laughs) I'll totally do that. I'll be like, okay, uh, when I put them down, I'm going to do this, this, this. And I'll even write it down, like my to-do. I'm like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. (laughs) It rolls around and I'm in bed because I'm like, I can't mentally think to work right now. (laughs) Like it's impossible. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and we're both in the early stages of motherhood. So I think it's like you said too, I mean, it's a season, it's a season of life where we have to find our intention in each season. We're in it. We're in the juggle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How has it been juggling like writing a book? Cause you said you're writing another book too. Well, girl. Yeah. So, so the first book, which is probably out now, um, and that was more of a, a memoir, like long form. Um, and then the, the other one, so the book deal I got with, um, with Donovan Harper Collins, yeah. it was for, for, for two books at the same time. Wow. And so the second one is more of a gift book and it's more of a, um, like journal for people, oh, which yes, I'm excited so about. Oh, so so it's like a journal prompt. So people, so every little chapter is a different core word that we have on the giving keys. And so, so I talk about what this word means to me, like, what does faith mean to me? What does believe and fearless, oh, blah, 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 blah mean? And here's some stories about that. And then here's some questions you can ask yourself and journal about that word and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's so. cool. So that's, that's awesome. I can't wait to, yeah. for that to come out. Yeah. Cause if you're yeah. writing things out, I feel like that's really, you're manifesting like what yeah. you want for your life or you're reflecting. Yeah. yeah. I love that Oprah always says her favorite word is intention. I didn't know that I thought, actually. Yeah. That's so good. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like every year I come up with a new word that I want to like stick with. But ever since being a mom, I feel like the word is intention because it's so hard Mm -hmm. to be intentional with them while also working with, and then with your spouse. I'm like, when do you make time for marriage? I I know. Poor guys. (laughs) Oh, also, which I didn't know, you have a podcast, Real Good Company. What did you I mean, you have so much going on. Oof, I know, too. Uh, but yeah, it's, but um, I know it's weird that it all just everything's coming out at this quarantine time of like 
Yeah, but it's it's, it's when great. people it's need it the most, fun. right? And that is true. So, yeah. so much content when people are bored at home mm-hmm. um, to listen to and read. Um, yeah, so it's called Real Good Company, and I started it with a friend, um, Allison, who went to Oxford and got her master's. So we're a good kind of combo because so I'm more like <laughs> said, like the creative, like guerrilla style. We can just make it all work with whatever we have. Zero organization. Zero. <laughs> You're speaking like, my language, girl. That's yeah, all me. <laughs> Um, I just like want to write everything in my journal. I don't want to use my computer ever. Uh, but anyway, and she's like, hey, wouldn't everything used to go in Dropbox? And I'm like, oh God, but that's Dropbox. Oh, I don't even know my passcode <laughs> and I don't understand how it works. But anyway, so it's called Real Good Company and it's about, we basically um, interviewed a bunch of people that started really good companies that give back in some way or good for the good for the world in some way and um get the real scoop the good the bad the ugly and little tidbits of wisdom inspiration and um yeah so we have a few episodes out now and release a new one every week and um yeah i'm really so good i i'm excited to start listening to that too Thank you so much for, I mean, I've kept you on here for so long, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing more about The Giving Keys and your new book. I want to tell listeners, where can they find the book and where can they follow you online? Yeah, thank you. Um, So the, uh, the book is called You Are the Key, Turning Imperfections into Purpose. And um, you can get it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or uh, we have a website that has uh, like a whole masterclass on there and, and a bunch of other goodies along with the cool. book, which is called youarethekeybook.com. Great. I love that. So good. You're going to be such an inspiration to so many people. It's, oh, I'm it's so incredible. excited for girls, like especially girls and women. Like I'm so excited for people to read it. Only a few people that are like in press or whatever have gotten like advanced copies yeah. of it. And this one girl, I did some another like an interview the other day and she was like, I just finished the book. And she's like, the best way I can describe it is she's like, I think I finally just gave myself grace for the first time in my entire oh, life. Because after so I read good. it, she's like, I finally, I, she's like, I don't know how to describe it. I just felt better. And I just felt better about myself. And like, I gave myself forgiveness oh. and grace. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for other people to read it. And I hope oh, you feel that's that That's so good. That's so, so yeah. good. I mean, oh, thank oh. you so much for helping. Yeah, us well, your the book world. needs to get into all the hands of everyone. <laughs> everyone in the world thank needs um, Caitlin's book, so go out and get it. You're so sweet. Yes, and then this podcast is a heart of purpose podcast, so it's really about living um, with intention and with a heart of purpose. So I just want to ask you, like, how do you find purpose in the everyday? So good. Honestly, I think before I had kids, I thought I want to change the world. And that's like, where my <laughs> that, that, that's what my attention was at the time. Like this generation. And I was so passionate, <laughs> like very extreme, like, like, like whoa. jumping out at Lauren Conrad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I need to end homelessness. And, uh, but now since I've had kids right now, I mean, yes, I want to give back to the world and put out great things into the world for sure. But my, my, the most important thing to me right now is my family and my kids and my husband and having a connected, healthy relationship with him and, um, you know, providing for my children love and proper care and health and, you know, teaching them how to be healthy humans. And I, I, I make this kind of like, I have a revelation at the end of the book, which is 
this one day, like the high highs of life don't really like the Oprah moments, the Oprah highs, like don't compare at all to just when I'm alone with my kids in the front yard and looking for snails and like seeing the presence, like how happy Brave is that I'm being present with him. Like to me, that is true. Like what I want my real purpose to be. Yeah. I love that. And I always say too, like the purpose is in our daily tasks. It doesn't have to be this huge monumental thing. Like, yes, we have a, a, you know, a bigger calling, a bigger purpose, but truly to get there, we have to live purposely in our life. And I'm so with you with motherhood. Like the more I am, I'm playing with my boys. Like I can just see them. Like they're just so happy and usually Mm -hmm. in better moods when both Chris and I are being intentional with them. So totally. Well, thank you so, so, so very much. Hope everyone gets your book and I hope to have you on here again for when you, we can just chat. We'll just chat all things, um, but mamahood and purpose and and life. All right. Bye guys. All right. How good was that? It was so great hearing from Caitlin and learning more about the giving keys and learning more about her book and how to live with purpose, with intention, even with your imperfections. I mean, I feel so blessed for that. And I really just want to close now in a prayer. Dear Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for Caitlin. We thank you for her story and for her mission. Lord God, we pray over the homelessness that she has helped in LA. We pray, Father, over Caitlin, we pray and lift her up and lift up her mission, provide for her, strengthen her, Lord God, and help her to manage all that she needs to. Lord, I just pray over everyone that's listening. I pray that they are inspired by this, that they are blessed by this, that they can take this message and run with it and know that they can live with purpose, that their imperfections do not have to keep them from living a life of passion, of hope, and of faith. And we pray this in your heavenly name. Amen.